episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. Welcome to Girl Influence Powered Podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, the social plus shopping app that is your new platform for fashion. Thank you for tuning in live on CastBox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin in partnership with CastBox. Ladies, have you ever been caught trying to find the perfect gift for that girl who has everything? Guys, ever forgotten a big day like an anniversary or birthday? Well, fear no more. Girlfriend Box is a personalized jewelry gift box automatically sent. You can pre-schedule ahead and never forget again. So go ahead and schedule your gift today at girlfriendbox.com. For those tuning in to my podcast for the first time, what is Girl Influence Power? This is my podcast dedicated to interviewing influential women, whether she's an entrepreneur, a business leader, an influencer, or a public figure to explore the common threads that bind us together and makes us the kind of woman that we are today. Today, our guest is Jill Chang, the elegant and powerful author of international bestseller, Quiet is a Superpower, The Secret Strength of Introverts in the Workplace. Jill's book is filled with personal accounts of her being an extreme introvert and yet succeeding in jobs that are often described for extroverts. For example, her job as a professional sports agent at the age of 26. Jill has also held careers in the U.S. government as well as international businesses and worked as a strategy consultant for public welfare organizations. Currently, Jill is the account director for Family Philanthropy of Gift to Asia, an international nonprofit organization. Jill received her master's from the University of Minnesota and was a fellow of Harvard Seed for Social Innovation. To top it off, Jill was featured in Girls in Tech Taiwan 40 Under 40 in 2018. So when I read your book, Jill, I realized that even though our personalities are opposites, she's an extreme introvert and me, an extrovert, we actually have lots in common. I mean, for one, we're both here in Taiwan during the pandemic. We're both girls in tech. But in essence, I realized from reading your book that you're a great connector, connector of people, especially when it comes to work. So our methods and approach may be very different, but we're very similar that we both like to share our experiences to help others. So Jill offers a great career advice through her book and tells great stories that are so relatable to everyone. So here in Taiwan, Jill is a bit of a celebrity author, and she's been referred to as the Susan Cain of Asia. Her book, Quiet is a Superpower, was a number one bestseller and stayed among the top 10 bestsellers in Taiwan for 20 weeks. Welcome to our podcast, Jill. (laughs) Thank you, Nania. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. I know it's kind of odd that we're actually even in Taiwan doing this podcast. Yeah, (laughs) we're seeing each other in person. Right, right, right. And not without like the six feet social distance. Have you seen our regular recording? Like we literally sit very far apart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Taiwan did a really great job because I was really quarantined for 14 days and they were serious 
about the quarantine. How <laughs> yeah. was it? How did it feel like? Oh, it was really hard. Yeah, but I did have one achievement. I mm-hmm. finished the Mario game on the Nintendo Switch, like from Good level one <laughs> to the end. Oh I didn't really know it was that complicated, but you know what? As a family, our entire family actually achieved it. <laughs> that was a big, big feat. But That's anyway, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna jump right in and get to know a little bit more about you, and then talk about your book. Um, and we, you know, I want the audience to really kind of get to know you and connect you, um, and listen to your stories from from you yeah, rather sure. than just reading it from the book. So now you're a self-professed extreme introvert. So what does that mean to be an extreme introvert? Well, since I was very little, I was always the quietest one in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't talk much. Okay. So actually, that's how I got my name. Oh. My Chinese name, Jingren. Ah, the middle word Jing means right, quiet. Right, right, right. Yeah. So um, I've always been wanting to be someone else ah. because those who get attention are those who are very outgoing, right, sociable, right, likable, right. and I always wanted to be one of them. Ah, right, right, right. Okay, so maybe if your mom had given you a, <laughs> a different name, maybe it would have been different. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm trying to make you very un- very unnerving, <laughs> like especially you're introvert, and I'm a super extrovert. Anyway, so what are the biggest misconceptions of introverts that you would like your audience or your readers to know you know, to dispel that myth. Yeah, some people think introverts are lone wolves. They're uh, they only care about themselves, mm-hmm. even antisocial. But ah. I, I think that's exactly the opposite. Right, um, right. Introverts are actually great team players. Right. Uh, because we don't like to be in the center of attention, mm-hmm. so we don't. We usually tend to do a lot without taking much credit. Right. That's for one thing. Right, right. And another thing is that we always always put the team before ourselves. Ah. So yeah, we would pretty much proactively help the other team members mm-hmm. to achieve the goals and didn't claim too much. Right, 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 right. And that's also not just an introvert, also a very Asian trait too, mm-hmm. right? It not is. to take credit for like really good work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, but no, because it's funny because I am an extrovert and because I am a CEO of a, co- CEO of a company, so I do a lot of talking and chatting. But, you know, we've we've had speakers and trainings for CEO and they actually tell us like, you should really, you know, respect and listen to your introverted, um, you know, employees. Mm. And because we tend to just run all over them, like, or run by them or on them, whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So they always say, you know, when for when you have meetings, it's not that everyone needs to jump to, like, you know, answering something that you, you think you want to hear. It's mm. like you need to give them a little bit of time, a little bit of space, you know, to kind of figure it out before, yeah, exactly. right, before they can contribute. So I know much of Taiwan's culture is derived from the Eastern education philosophy, and it doesn't really encourage individualism like we do in the States. Now, thinking back when you were in school with the type of personality that you have, do you think it would, you know, you do better in Taiwan system versus in the U.S.? I think definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in Taiwan, I can 
pretty much sense what people's expectations are. Right, like they right. have criteria for everything.、Ah. So for being a good student means you don't need to speak a lot, but、right. you need to have good grades.、Ah. And I really like、mm-hmm. reading. I like studying. Right, so it right, wasn't right. really a challenging thing for me to get good grades. Right, right. So that's how I was labeled as a good. Student, right, 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 right. <laughs> and after having that label, things、mm-hmm. actually got a lot easier. I、right. have the flexibility, I have the freedom, and、mm-hmm. I even enjoy some privilege、oh. of being a good student. Right, right, right. And、um, if I were an extrovert,、mm-hmm. it's probably would. Not be so easy because that's just not the way I function. I、uh, need interactions, right? I right, need to talk、right. and I need to need to interact with people. Right, right. It's not very possible for me to sit in class for for a whole day、right. without speaking.、Uh, so yeah, so being an introvert、mm-hmm. actually works easier in Taiwan. Right, that's true. That's true. So maybe on the reverse side, that being an extrovert in your Taiwan, it's almost like you're the nail that sticks out in right. some way, right? Yes, yes. Right. So they kind、so. of yeah. So they would really hammer down on your outspokenness, or maybe even creativity. Or do you think it matters? Like you know,、um, I think things are changing here mm-hmm, mm-hmm.、Uh, because Taiwan. Although we're in Asian country right, and we、right. we have this Asian culture, but、right. a lot of times, especially in education,、mm-hmm. we are very Westernized. Right. People、mm-hmm. are starting to、uh, get encouraged of speak up、mm-hmm. and getting group discussions and getting on stage to make、ah, presentations.、Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this when I was little. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Luckily, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so what were you like in school? I mean, were you top of the class, rebellious, athletic? I mean. Tell us a give a little glimpse of your <laughs> what it's like growing up as Jill. I was a friendly nerd, so I was、uh, I was quiet. I read、mm-hmm. a lot.、Uh, I'm not always the top one on my class, right, but I'm、right. usually top like five percent above. Oh, nice!、Uh, yeah, top five percent, and、uh, I'm I was、uh, throughout my school years. I was always. Either the president of class or vice president. Oh, nice!、Uh, yeah, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean I'm a popular person. It's just <laughs> it means I'm responsible. Right, right. And,、uh, the teachers and classmates trust me. Right. So I am not like、uh, a super popular rock star,、mm-hmm. but I was the type of people that people would talk to you when they have trouble or、uh, they have questions. Right, right, right. So, Right. Well, let me think about me. I'm like, <laughs> was I like that? Because you know, I, I when I tell my、um, coworkers, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm pretty much an introvert, just a little bit more extrovert. Nobody believes me, but anyway.、Um, but I think back when I'm growing up, and I read a lot of books, and but I wasn't the quiet. Not I'm not like quiet and reading the book. I'm like loud, and I read like more books than the、um. class required. But I made sure everyone knew about it.、Mm. <laughs> so it's a different type of. But you're right. There's so. Many different types、um, <laughs> of、yeah. personalities, so it's kind of nice to get a glimpse of what it's like to be you growing up. Did you have any women role models?、Mm, not any specific ones.、Mm-hmm. Like I kind of may create my role model with a combination of different people. Right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah.、Uh, whenever I see someone, or for example, see a friend,、uh-huh. see someone who I work with, or. 
or even someone on the street, that yeah. uh, random person, I would I would be like, yeah, that girl's really cool. I want to、mm-hmm. be like her. <laughs> so I kind of create my role model with all those random people. Right. Okay. So collectively, bits and pieces of what you like and what you think it's a would make a really a whole a whole role model, right? Yeah. I guess I, I always wanted to be someone that I'm not. So everyone who's not me, they're、uh, my role model. Okay. Well, that's that's very humble. It's very Asian. <laughs> Wait, we don't want to create any. Stereotypes here now,、um, because like you know that is a stereotype of the Chinese culture that girls are encouraged to be quiet, not to voice your opinions. Now, did you embrace that, or did you somehow resented that? You, even though you look to others and you want to be more like them, do, you know, what what what's your feeling on that? Yeah, let me clarify a little bit. I didn't、uh, want to turn somebody else because、mm-hmm. that I want to be them. I did、ah. it because I. Very easily see the advantages other people, and、right. I want to pick、oh, it up. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I want to learn that. Yes. And as a girl growing up in Taiwan, I didn't feel like I was always encouraged to shut up、mm-hmm. or or be conservative about、uh-huh. anything. Okay.、Um, my mom was a teacher,、mm-hmm. so she was actually very encouraging me to do、uh-huh. whatever I like、mm-hmm, and、mm-hmm. choose the. Career path that I want. Oh, that's very important.、Yeah. So your mom is is a very good role model. <laughs> she is. She is. Yeah. And then you went to a top university in Taiwan to study sociologist. Was that a conscientious choice?、Um, because you wanted to work in nonprofit. What made you decide? <laughs> Not really. I I chose that major only because I wanted to learn more about that area. Oh, okay. I want to learn how so how a society changes, how a society form its perspective,、mm-hmm. etc.、Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to work in nonprofits till like mid of my career. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a reversal. It is. It <laughs> yeah. Is. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Now you made that bold cho- bold choice to go all the way to Minnesota to. Study sports management,、um, which is as far as you could get from Taipei, and also very extreme in terms of、um, your personality. Because when you think of sports management, you think of you know, like very extroverted、uh, agents, right?、Um, so, what led you to this decision? I was a baseball fan since I was very little.、Ah. So working for a professional baseball team has、mm-hmm. been my dream. It's like、nice. allowing you to be part of the game,、uh-huh. <laughs> not right, just right, understand right, watching right. the game, right? Right. So it's been my dream. And when I graduated from college, I was debating whether to find a major that's not um very interesting, but、mm-hmm. oh. But guarantee a very promising future. Right. Oh, I, I I know one of those. <laughs> Parents <laughs> seems to encourage that quite a bit. Right. <laughs> right.、Yeah. Or I should choose someone. It's something that I'm really interested in,、mm-hmm. and I choose the latter. Right.、Uh, and fortunately, my parents are very supportive.、Mm-hmm. They they were like, okay, if that's something you want to learn, go ahead. Right. So right. So that's right. how I ended up.、Um, Studying sports management. Oh wow! No, that's actually very different than most of my friends. That are a lot of them are influenced by their parents, pushing them towards a career that、right. they feel would make them good money, right? Doctors, <laughs> engineers, right? <laughs> Stability. <laughs> yeah, because、right. I personally come from a doctor family. My father's、mm. a doctor, and then when I told him that I wanted to start a business, he literally practically disowned me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I could totally see that. So it's really nice. Your mom is very encouraging as well. I think also because she's a teacher. Right. Now, <laughs> everyone who studies in the U.S. for the first time has like a favorite story about culture shock when they get to the U.S. Do you have a story to share? Um, it's more like a common scenario because mm-hmm. when when you greet someone in the U.S., they you need to be pre- pre- prepared to answer questions, right, right? right? Like, how are you doing? How right, was your weekend? How right, was your flight? Right, right. But we don't do that in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we just started with hi, and uh, then we start chatting. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. It, it, it's not like a question. Oh, right, <laughs> so, right. And as an introvert, I uh-huh. need to prepare everything. So when I first got into the United States, mm. I actually have a list of FAQs oh, that people wow. would ask me. <laughs> so, for example, it's Monday, right? right? So I would imagine, okay, my classmates would ask me how was my weekend. I need to prepare for that. Right. Oh, so you're yeah. very prepared. You're very observant as, on top of that. So you're. <laughs> so it helps that you're also very prepared. Um, now, I, I imagine sports manu- management is quite different. Um, it's a very male-dominated industry. And um, you being a woman, an introvert, an outsider, um, what kind of adversities did you have to overcome? Yeah, there, there were so many because I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was only 26 years old, and I was a yellow girl who's the only girl right. <laughs> whenever, wherever I go to. Right, right, so right. I remember there was one time when I, was, when I took my player to Florida mm-hmm. for the spring training, they are going. They were going to have a big discussion, mm-hmm. but they decided to have that discussion in the male's locker room. Oh, which boy. means <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to stay outside right, right. under the Florida sun for right, like right. twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, and and they're having all those discussions right, right, in the right, locker right. room. Uh, so things like that mm-hmm. uh, are very common. Right. And the people I talk to, the people I work with, they are all like 30, 40 years older than me. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. male, and a lot of them are. White. White. (laughs) Do you feel like you got the respect? Because I I tend to get a lot of that in the very beginning when I first started my company. Like, I don't get any respect from older, Mm, you know, um, white gentlemen. Um, Just because also as Asians, we look younger than than what we, you know, and then and to be a profession, they're not like, oh, wait, you you are, you know. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you're working or you're, yeah, you're in business or you actually have, you know, education and authority. They don't really respect that. Did you run into any anything like that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) So every time I walk into a, a room or an Negotiation, they'll be like, "Why are you doing here? Uh-huh. Get your manager." And uh-huh. I was like, "I am the person in charge." Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, do they? I mean, is there like a story where like they you totally turn them around or anything interesting to share? It it wasn't really easy because mm-hmm. baseball, especially player development, right? Uh, business in baseball, it's a relatively conservative mm-hmm. environment, mm-hmm. and it, they don't like. Outsiders. Oh, they don't like okay. females. They don't like right, 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 people right. like me. Right, right. So I my my job was to get the best for my clients in negotiations, right? Ah. So whenever I went to the room, I realized, okay, maybe my appearance mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. in my client's favor. Ah. And I need to change that. Oh, Otherwise, okay. I wouldn't get the best deal right, right, right. of the day, right? right? So I talked to my manager. I mm-hmm. said, my manager was a male and a, a, pe- 
a person that's apparently very old, like older than right, me. Right. <laughs> so I talked to him. I I was like, um, I can take care of everything else, but right. during negotiations, can you be in the room mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. speak? On behalf of the team, so right. that they would listen to you right, and right. offer better deals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how we work. Ah, um, so you play it off, yeah, one another. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you offer lots of great tips uh, for the workplace. You know,、um, yeah, being an introvert because I think sometimes you just. Kind of also have to hear it from other people,、mm-hmm. um, because maybe you know you're trying to figure it out, but someone telling you it just like aha, I you know I was right or I was on the right path,、mm-hmm. um, and it's just that that makes you know makes all the difference.、Right. <laughs> yeah.、Yes. So now Kim Nungning was like the first、uh, woman to be a general manager of Miami Marlins.、Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean, given that you have a lot of knowledge about that industry? I'm so happy you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> this is huge. This is amazing、mm-hmm. achievement for for all the girls out there、um, because, like I said, it's a relatively conservative industry, and、right. we don't have a lot of um, um, gender balance there.、Right. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know she's been wanting this job for more than ten years.、Oh. She's very qualified, uh-huh, and she、uh-huh. worked hard on this. And、right. she's definitely one of the Best deserve people, right?、Um, in in the position, but、uh. she didn't get a chance because、um, she she's not one of them, right? Basically, yeah, yeah not didn't fall. I mean, if it's not recently, because there's so much things going on about you know、um, you know women quality,、um, women you know being fair to different genders or different races. I I think it would be a little bit harder or longer before she would be able to achieve. That position, because unfortunately, it is a it is a culture filled with a lot of bias in the U.S. as well. Yeah, and yeah. she's a double minority. She's right, Asian right. and she's female. Right,、so、<laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, your self、um, discovery as an introvert led you down this journey. So, where or what was the turning point that you felt there was a need to dive deeper into this whole issue about introversion? You know. Um, to write the book, basically. <laughs> yeah, the turning point didn't come very early in my career. It was like mid of my career、mm-hmm. when I was around thirty years old. When I read Susan Cain's book,、uh, Quiet,、uh, because before that I was always thought that I was too quiet and I need to work harder to be like everybody else. But after reading Susan Cain's book, I realized, oh, maybe that's just not the way I function. It's not that I'm. Worse than others. It's just different. Ah, right. right. So right. that was the turning point of like instead of like trying so hard to be someone like、uh, to be someone else, why don't I just embrace who I am、mm-hmm. and try it in my own way?、Mm-hmm. So、um, after thirty years old, I started to try different things to、mm-hmm. make more s- make myself more comfortable when I'm、uh, achieving my goals.、Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's let's、um, talk about your position now. Um, you're now the account director for a nonprofit. So tell us a little bit about your work and what does this involve?、Um, being an introvert,、um, you know, like a multinational organization. I mean, what does it take from you? 
So my job is mainly to work with uh, high net worth individuals. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. manage and monitor their grants to, uh, from the U.S. to 23 countries across Asia. Uh-huh. So I also work with our teams across 23 um, countries very oh, closely. Okay. Uh, what does an introvert take on this? I would say because this job requires a lot of communication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when it comes to communication, a lot of times it's about emotions oh. and relationships. Right, right, right. And as an introvert, I know I am better in building that one-on-one relationship uh-huh, instead uh-huh. of like um, making friends with right, a right. thousand people <laughs> during the right, night. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so this job, I I think my advantage is really to build that and deepen that, uh, cultivate. That relationship with the donors, ah, uh, right, right, that's right, very really helpful. So you work better like one on one, right, right. So that you more have more time with them to mm-hmm. explain your positions. Yes. Okay, I, I remember reading an excerpt from your book where you, you know, you were at a big conference <laughs> and someone asked you about why um, they want to work with your organization rather than just going directly. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share that story? I thought that was. Amazingly funny. <laughs> I don't want to tell it, so I, I, I like you to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, so that was actually one of the occasions I need to uh, get on stage and mm-hmm. make a speech about um, uh, to introduce our services and products. And um, of course, we're pitching to potential donors. Uh-huh. So there was one gentleman who's like very who had a poker face all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just staring at me yeah. when I was talking <laughs> and so after my speech ended mm-hmm. he raised his hand and asked so if your uh, cause is so important why don't I just uh, donate to them directly right instead of like donating through you mm-hmm. so I, I thought about like how should I enter the how should I answer this? <laughs> what can be the best answer? Because that person is terrifying. Like, right. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I I wasn't really good yeah. about like handling those kind of mm-hmm, emotions. Mm-hmm. So instead of like really um expressing and explaining mm-hmm. everything we do in more details, right. I decided to say, okay, so imagine you're a um, owner of a restaurant, right, and there's one day, one of your client, uh, one of your guests, come into your restaurant and ask for um, s- sour chicken, sweet and sour, sweet and sour chicken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he only pays for the chicken. Right. He wouldn't pay for the gas, the electricity, right, for the right, cook, right. and everything. What would you say? Yeah. So the donor. He understood. Right. <laughs> he started smiling. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's how I uh, answered his question right. without like directing, right, right. directly explaining right. uh, the breakdowns. Around <laughs> yeah. That's probably where you connected. <laughs> you put him on a spot back, right back, and threw it right back at him. Right. I, I would like to be there to see <laughs> to see that. It's almost like a scene from a movie. <laughs> so, um, to to be where you are today, what are some of the examples of the training? you had to do for yourself to overcome your person you know introverted personality i think public speaking is definitely one of them uh-huh. that's i realized later that 
speaking on stage is much easier than social like socializing or right. networking. Oh, I I agree with you there. That's that's where my introversion is talking because I can't do that either. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's inspiring. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I always encourage people to get on stage because it's actually way easier than social, like the socializing and networking one on one for the whole night. Right. right. So public speaking is definitely one thing. Uh-huh. And another thing is really to know what you can do and what you cannot do. Right. And try right. to embrace that true. Right authenticity of yourself that's true that's mm-hmm. true no i agree with you like sometimes i go to these events and when i'm a speaker and then afterward like you know they have all these cocktails <laughs> talk okay, to a party yes. and yeah. everybody wants to talk to you and you're like uh i, I mean I, i'm with you there i just want to go to my room and just want to hide i'm like you know what? i don't really want to network because i don't really like i don't really know how to make small talk like i have a lot to say when i'm on stage right. yeah. <laughs> but then you know like when i get off i feel like you know what oh gosh i just i just want to go in my room and rest and you know turn on tv exactly <laughs> and just exactly. watch and just relax that's how you relax yeah. right and recharge recharge right. Right, right right so do you have a routine for doing the recharging or relaxing after like a stressful day like that Maybe just like what you said, just being alone in the room. Right, right, right. Do whatever I like, but alone, being alone. <laughs> right, that's the important part, part, right? Yes. right. Yeah. yeah, I actually binge watch on a lot of Netflix. Mm. I've actually like if the more stressful I am, the more the longer I watch the dramas. So like I would need like you know if it's a very stressful event, I would need like a good four hours <laughs> of just watching straight. Oh, so every yeah. And yeah, because everyone has their different way of recharging. I think right. it's really important that you mention that that no, we're not weird, <laughs> you right? We're not right, right. That's just how every, every person is different on how they handle the situation. Right. Um, so before we talk about your writing. I'm always very amazed how authors can write and give like a full working schedule on top of balancing family life. So what advice would you give for women out there who's looking to write and also, you know, maybe balance life, career, family, um, and all of it? Because that's what they expect of women nowadays. You know, do it well in career and also balance everything else. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't choose the word balance because mm-hmm. it's all about uh, choices right it's all about prioritizing it's it's n- impossible for us to be good at everything that's true that's yeah. very true I think uh, working women especially working moms mm-hmm. things are a lot different and right. a lot difficult right. take myself for example I wrote b- the book in two weeks mm-hmm. but that's, wow, that's fast yeah, I, I've heard advice like, okay, you need to um, make a routine of mm-hmm. writing, like write every, uh, like write uh, five words every day or mm-hmm. write ten minutes every day. Right. But I just couldn't do that because uh-huh. m- my kids need me. Right, <laughs> that's true. Oh yes, <laughs> they need me every day. I, I couldn't do that, so right, right, I decided. Right. Okay, um, there was it was like two years ago during a Christmas break. Mm-hmm. I decided to okay, this is my writing time. Right. I decided to devote the whole time right, into right, writing. Right. So what I really want to say is it's not 
what people say to you.、Mm-hmm, it's、mm-hmm. like writing always starts with yourself. Right. You need to start thinking, and、um, it doesn't matter how much time you have. It doesn't matter like how how what kind of writing strategies you have. It's more about what. Do you want to say,、mm. and how much do you want to say it?、Mm-hmm. And if that motivation is good enough and strong enough,、right. I truly believe that you will find the time and find a way to、right. put it down. That's true. That's very true. Like it's a choice. It's a yeah. And if you want to, you'll do it.、Exactly. <laughs> That's very inspiring. <laughs> Thank you, Jill, for joining us today and sharing your amazing story. Congratulations on your book. Quiet is a superpower. Now translated and published in English and available in the U.S. on Amazon, Indie Books, Goodreads, Barnes and Noble, and don't forget to write an online review. Very important. And for all of you out there who haven't followed Jill, please find her on LinkedIn or Facebook, or you can go directly to her webpage at injill.com. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe to our podcast and check out. Our videos on girlinfluencepower.com or on Collectin's YouTube channel, and there you have it, Jill Chang. Thank you for tuning in today at Girl Influence Power, brought to you in partnership with Collectin and Castbox.